0: There you can see the photos and written materials that enrich my stories with visuals. Please check it out. And wherever you're listening, please rate and review and share the podcast. I'd love to hear what you think. At the end of the day, human connection is all we have. Enjoy. Hello, welcome back. Thank you for being here with me again today. And I'm going to continue with junior year. And I just wanted to warn you up front that this episode will contain discussions of sexual situations that might be disturbing to some. Um, And I'm sorry, and if you wanna skip it, that's fine. Okay, Um, so, but first of all, I was learning so much. I I was really involved in the music department in such an intense way. And I was in the madrigals, and in the choir, and in the girls chorus, and I, I learned so much about singing from the seniors, who were my idols at the time. I worshipped them, I wanted to be them, I was just amazed by how talented they were. And in the fall, we got to record an album, which was... <laughs> like I felt like a celebrity. We got to record a Christmas album with the Madrigal Singers, and we spent an entire day in a recording studio, and it was so exciting. Um, and I got two solos on that album, and I couldn't believe it. I was I was just beside myself with pride and happiness, and every every song every singing of every song just made me bubble over with joy, so it was a delightful time. Um, That Christmas album, I still have to this day, and it's still some of the most beautiful versions of the songs that I know, and I know all of the harmonies, which is great, so every time we go caroling, um, I know the harmonies and, and get to sing them, even though I might be the only alto there, that's okay. Um, My brother was in the troubadours also, as I said, so we shared that enjoyment of the music department. My cousin Laura was also in the girls' chorus, and uh, so we were starting to come back together also as a part of the fearsome foursome. Um, And we were getting, all of us, getting more into the theater department. I was still auditioning for the plays but not quite making the cast and so you know I kept going with the stage crew which I also loved you know and had a lot of wonderful kids on it and I learned some things about lighting and building and such and and felt the pride of that but the sting of not ever quite making the cast and the director she had her favorites you know and she loved to play that power game as well. Why is that? What is that about teachers that, well, you know, I'm not going to slander them in general as a breed, but I know that there are teachers that abuse that power dynamic in such a bad way. And it continued, you know, when my kids were in high school, I know. And I know that kids in high school now who are my students, um, in my theater department, in my theater group, they constantly came to me with, you know, unfairness of choices and they knew exactly how they were based I was starting to really wake up to that in junior year as to the terrible unbalanced power dynamic between the especially the men in power and us girls who We're trying to succeed. We're trying to get honors and um, stand out in our various accomplishments, like wanting to get the solos in the choir pieces and such. But we knew that there was some amount of having to please the teacher, right? And our principal himself was unprincipled. <laughs> so he he set the tone for that in a way. He talked down to girls in terrible ways. You know, he would call them, hey, girly girl and such. You know, and um, he there were stories of intimacies that were inappropriate that came out of his office when girls had to go in there uh, alone for some kind of discipline. And that was awful, but they were just whisperings and nuances until I was unfortunate to walk into the music department office one day to come upon the orchestra director having sex with a student on the desk. And that was shocking and horrible to me. Um, and it was sort of a wake up call, like, wait a minute, this stuff is going on. The kids in the choir all knew that the choir director, well, the older kids in the choir all knew that the choir director had inappropriate relationships with kids because there was a former student who visited him all the time during school hours. And the boys in the tenor section and bass section would bark out fling fling whenever she came in the room. And you know, like they knew, they knew, that she had been a student and he had had a relationship with her. Little did I know how pervasive his lust was going to be for my senior class in the next year. Um, Very upsetting and very detrimental, but nobody spoke up in those days. There wasn't hashtag me too. There wasn't the power of speaking and being found right, you know, the mo- most often you would run the risk of being shamed and then losing all the opportunities that you might've had. And I know what this sounds like, but it was real then, or at least real to us. And we didn't have the power that we might have had if we had talked to each other but instead we allowed our you know our desires for glory or whatever to spur us to keep trying and to be quiet yeah it was very bad um there were all kinds of Strange dynamics because my friend Marsha and I were also drifting apart the spring prior to junior year. We had had senior music picnic and my catwalk boyfriend who was terribly abusive anyway um, Had taken her off into the woods and made out with her and she had returned with giant hickeys all over her and told me that it was him and she was chuckling about it and thought it was funny but i didn't think it was funny at all but somehow we had put that behind us in the spring but then came another incident that drove a wedge between us there was a boy that she was attracted to and had talked about a lot. And he was um, a, a fun presence in our music circle. But he was one of the leaders in the our beginning to smoke uh, way too much pot. Um, he was a purveyor of these things and so we gravitated to him. There was a lot of smoking pot. <laughs> and the, the uh, later half of junior year, which was not great. Um, my friend from the Shakespeare group got actually busted for possession. But I guess at that time, you know, because she was young and it was first offense, or whatever, I think she only got three days suspension from school and nothing else. Her mom was freaking out though, very upset. And I remember that in another um, drama group that I was in, on the side after school, one of our friends came to rehearsal completely high and out of her mind on something. And her mom was the director of this uh, group. And she freaked out also was, uh, you know, had to bust up the rehearsal and, and take her daughter home and All of us were a little shocked about that. That was something else. It was, she was on acid or something else. But we were smoking too much pot and that is where I got into trouble here. So this boy, who was Marcia's intended, uh, called up to invite me over to come smoke a bowl. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I, I thought it was going to be a group of us. And I got to his house and it was just him. And so I was like, okay, well, other people are coming, I'm sure. So we hung out for a bit in his room and we were playing albums and smoking pot and nobody else was showing up. And finally he started coming on to me. And at first I was like, no, he's joking, right? Um, And I was, thinking of my friend and thinking, no, she's the one that wants to be with him. I'm, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. But he kept pressing himself and, um, his parents were even home, but I was starting to panic and, uh, I was still a virgin and I pushed him off and he insisted and we were both very, very high. And he pinned me down and he got on top of me and I remember sobbing and not wanting to do this and feeling very scared. And he finished and then was realizing that, oh, maybe that wasn't a good idea. And do you want me to take you home? And I was like, yes, I want to get as far away from you as I possibly can. And I hated him from that moment on. But again, I couldn't tell people about that incident either. Because there was too much shame and guilt tied up with that i think i did tell marcia i but i told her in the guise of like oh we had you know blah, blah blah and i lost my virginity and this was so upsetting to her and so i think she started to pull away you know at first she was very um interested and fascinated because she was also a virgin and wanting to lose her virginity as well but both of us had ideas of how that would have been different right so she started hanging out with this other girl who had a boyfriend and they had this strange threesome where Marsha would drive them around places and they would make out in the back of her car while she would go for a walk and it was weird and uh, so that incident It wasn't quite the end of our friendship, but it was almost. Um, My mom was doing her master's at the time, so she wasn't really around. I didn't tell her. She didn't know about it. And I carried that secret for a very long time. And in fact, this boy came once to try to visit me at college. Just like, oh, I'm in the neighborhood, and I thought I'd look you up. And I was flabbergasted. That he had no culpability. He had no sense of having done something wrong and bad. And he never acknowledged it and never apologized. So, put that behind me. And I do talk about it now because it's like, I think that it's important to talk about these things. And to not leave them buried in your dark subconscious where they can do you more harm than anything. So, hashtag me too. So anyway, I will leave you with on some up notes because that was grim. In the spring, we did the musical cabaret. And once again, I auditioned and at least I got a part on the stage, even if I wasn't actually, I didn't have any lines. But I got to be one of the Kit Kat girls and I got to play the drums with the band when they pulled, you know, when the MC said, even the orchestra is beautiful. They pulled us out on a on a platform and that was me playing the drums. And it was very fun. Uh, they had built a beautiful, beautiful bar for the cabaret um, And it had these gorgeous silhouettes of naked women uh, facing each other. And the principal, uh, (laughs) big hypocrite that he was, he said that we could not have the show with those women painted on that bar. And he was censuring it. And we were furious and we got him down to, okay. He was like, fine, then just paint out the nipples and belly buttons, no nipples and belly buttons. (laughs) That became a rallying cry for the stage crew. We were like, oh yeah, screw you, man. So we had the entire uh, dress rehearsal with no nipples and belly buttons. But then just before opening night, we painted them back in (laughs) and we were like, yeah take your, what are you going to do? Shut us down? Brr. Um In the spring, we also went on our my first concert choir tour. We went to Corning, New York, and then down to Maryland and Washington, D.C., and we had exchange concerts with other choirs in other schools, and it was fabulously inspiring because there was so much exchange of incredible talent. And we got to see other groups like us perform. So it was almost like Glee, that show Glee, where we would have visiting. It wasn't competition. It was just an exchange of, of, you know, beautiful art. And we got to stay with these kids in their house. And when they came to to Nyack, to um, Palisades, they would stay with us. And we got to host kids in our house and that was really fun. Uh, it It was a fabulous time, again, of, you know, really being inspired by music and excited by music. And then to top off the end of the year in a beautiful way, my dad bought me a car for my birthday. Ooh, that was exciting and what a huge milestone. He bought me this used crazy VW convertible 1972 or something. And this was 78 and it was, it had a small rip in the roof, which I patched over with duct tape (laughs) and I was so excited about it. It was yellow and it was fantastic i just loved it so so much it changed my life in big big ways i could go tootling around all over the place visit friends go on day trips all for pennies because in those days i could fill up that tank for two dollars And if I scrounged a quarter in the couch, I could get enough gas to, you know, go around for a couple of days. So it was great. I loved it so much. So that made a big difference to my senior year. I also ran for senior year class, uh, council and I was elected secretary of the senior class. So I was setting myself up for a really awesome senior year. Gotten that pesky virginity out of the way. And <laughs> yeah, if not in an ideal way, in another way. At least it was over. At least there wasn't that looming in front of me. And there were better relationships to come. So thank you for hearing me out on that. And blessings to you in this season of light. And I'll see you next time.